0: It may be sunny in L.A., but I stay bringing the shade.
1: You think you have me figured out until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ.
0: And your girl, Fresha.
1: We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta.
0: It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slaves. Come, Come take, take a BRK.
1: BRK. Honey, new week, new tea! We're
0: here!
1: Girl, how was your weekend?
0: You feeling good today? I'm feeling good. You know, I spent some time out of the city for the weekend. Went and visited some family. Even crossed the border into Canada. You know, my man's land. Oh, Canada! Exactly, and by my man, Champagne Poppy, a.k.a. Aubrey Drake Graham. So yeah, now we're back in L.A., watch the episode, Ready to Recap in Kiki with AJ.
1: Of course, honey, you looking good. I'm loving the braids today.
0: Oh, thank, thank you, thank you. You know I had to switch it up on, them. you know that vacation hair.
1: Honey, I'm a and fan. And I see
0: you rocking fan. the half up, half down today.
1: You know, the girls have length these days.
0: You,
1: you bitches can't even spell hey.
0: <laughs> You know what? It really <laughs> is difficult. L E N. G T
1: H Honey, barely. No, you got it.
0: (laughs) Like, that's Mm -hmm. how you spell it. (laughs) Spelling B, okay.
1: Honey, fuck Aquila. It's fresh.
0: Uh, Honey, fresh and what is it? Aquila and the B.
1: Fresher and the B. Fresher and
0: the the B. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Honey, you better get going for these shady queens. We are ready to kick off. So um, in the opening, we see Kenya sourcing out a venue for our um, Princess Brooklyn's third birthday party. You know, she's kind of running through the decor. We know that it's going to be tea party themed. She dropped a little bit of tea when it comes to her pending divorce from Mr. Mark Daly. Um, So what we hear is we know the divorce isn't final, but she really goes deeper into the custody versus the child support versus like the spousal support. Yeah,
1: and apparently he's like not trying to help her not only with Brooklyn's party, but allegedly him not signing the forms would evoke him wanting spousal support from Kenya. And I'm like, Mark, you got a whole successful relationship. restaurant excuse me like you what you need with Real Housewives of Atlanta you so hated the franchise so much but now you might have want her money
0: and let's take it back to whatever um season this was when she had a meet up with Mark I believe Greg and Nini and one other Couple, Candy and Todd, oh, Candy yes. and Todd. Remember, mm-hmm. it was like a triple date, yep, yep. and you know they were kind mm-hmm. of grilling him or getting to know him as you know a potential house husband. Because those days he was willing to be on camera to support his wife, and if you recall, he made it very clear that he did not want her money. You know, it, what's hers is hers. In fact, what his is hers. It's just always just funny to see how the tables have turned now that the divorce is on the table.
1: Yeah, it's honestly annoying because we saw it during the separation or whatever how he could act really weird and like he was controlling and stuff but now i feel like this is just another one of his ideas or tactics if you will to pause and like just stress her out even more by not signing the papers and i'm like just let kenya go Clearly, you don't want her. You barely want the daughter because you're not even helping with her birthday party. Like,
0: just go. Disappear. Just move on with your life. Yeah. So, I mean, my expectations were set much higher for Mr. Brooklyn himself as he made it very clear. (laughs) He runs Brooklyn. The mayor, if you will. The mayor of Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. um, Mark Daly. Honey, did you peep the piece that Kenya was rocking in that scene?
1: Oh, my gosh. She was given, like, legally blonde outfit with a black Party City Wig? I was not a fan of that.
0: I wasn't a fan of it either. You know she loves to boast. Well, I wear my natural hair, Kenya Moore Hair Care, et cetera, et cetera. You know, every now and again she throws a meme piece on. So it was it was giving a little plasticky, a little bit in the texture.
1: Very much a hat. <laughs>
0: Not, okay, you went too far with the hat. It did not look that bad. <laughs> it was fresh beauty supply out the pack. Give it that at least, honey. well, she didn't shake it and go? Ooh, not the shaking. Oh. Okay, she better shake that thing. The fit was good though. The two piece pink, like you said, legally bond. Very almost. It was giving us a taste into the tea party attire, decor, etc. So the outfit was good to go. The the hair, we gonna give that a C minus
1: yeah it was okay it was a thought that counts
0: it was a thought that counted mm-hmm.
1: so we see Sheree in her sanctuary where she belongs training working that ass out honey with her trainer from back in the day same okay honey we're a fan mm-hmm. of his okay and apparently you know she's recapping the party Marlo's party with Marlo and talking about all the shade that was thrown and she obviously brings up you know Kenya throwing shade at Marlo and honestly carrying that bone into the conversation and so for me I don't know about you but I already continue to see that beef between those two just flourishing right here in this scene
0: yes it's interesting that they are carrying over the drama from the late archive event but i mean it makes sense because at this point i don't believe marlo has formally confronted kenya about besides at the party but since the party it doesn't seem like they've had a direct conversation about what was said, what wasn't said, etc. Um, but let me take you back one second. Did you peep what Miss Sheree Whitfield had on her t-shirt? Honey no, what did it say? Joggers. Oh. <laughs> in google it was like the google brand colors typeface but joggers bitch with the search bar there
1: too you know what now that you mentioned that i do recall seeing it and honestly it was like one of those thoughts where like i noted it but i didn't think too much of it my thing about charade is that she is doing a really good job with branding the fact that she's had no fashions thus far and so i can't knock it like joggers her whole tagline at the beginning is centered around some spring summer so like She's definitely knowing how to brand her flaws at this point.
0: Yeah. I'll actually give her a gold star for that because as we can see right here and now it keeps the conversation going. No, I think it was a really good scene. Of course, they brought up the tea from late archive event and they also bring up the tea, which carries throughout the episode. We'll get there in a few, but the assistant, all of the gossip that's happening behind Charae's back about this infamous assistant who claims that she didn't pay him for his services and I think what really struck Sheree is at this point conversation that's happening behind her back in that no one has come to her directly about listen sis this is what the streets are saying about you and your non-payments but instead the women are discussing you know amongst themselves about the validity of the accusations or the allegations I should say and again what Sheree's kind of opinion is on it so I think that's what really was starting to get her riled up it's not so much what the assistant said but it's about the lack of respect dignity the women haven't brought it to her directly specifically drew because she's the source
1: also it sounded like Sheree was annoyed with candy because she felt that you know her and candy had history their friends quote unquote they've been here the longest and so she would think that candy would bring it to her but instead she's also passing it around in the group so it's one of those things where like yeah Sheree, out you could be upset but also you know they're gonna pass it around the group before they tell you it's part of the gang girl just buckle up put your big girl panties on and ride that shade train okay hey,
0: not the bgp the
1: bgp honey before we move forward to the next scene i gotta show love to my baby cairo because Ooh. apparently
0: he is booked it busy at tps tyler perry studios absolutely honey you know Sheree slid that in there which love to see it love to hear it your man has a job honey he is in the industry he's he's working i mean he's well connected
1: and hey, this is me at the parties with tyler perry Ooh. for our listeners out there i'm doing a mean two-step <laughs>
0: one-two step. Um, and then, also on that same note, did we catch the tea that Marlo, not only is the nephew trying to pursue acting and he's taking his acting classes, but Marlo is also trying to get her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, okay? She said check my IDMDBBBDB something like that.
1: Yeah honey she got a little confused the URL a little confused but honey I can see that for Marlo like she's funny she's so fucking funny she's approachable like you can sort of vibe with her and it doesn't come off fake. Yeah so, honey I can I can see that for our girl Marlo. She could be on the Nini Leach train to success if you will.
0: Seriously I mean I haven't checked the IMDB page yet but it sounds like she has credits already locked.
1: Yeah I'm I'm curious of what those credits are. So I'm just gonna mind you, the third thing I find when I search Marlo is Marlo Hampton IMDB. So she acted in games people play.
0: Oh, okay. Was that a movie?
1: Hey, that's one of those BET streaming shows with straight um, to DVD. Honey, no, it was a little BET um plus exclusive, I think. It might have been on BT a little bit. It was with Drove from Insecure and Lauren London.
0: Oh, uh... Okay, that's T. Mm-hmm. That is T. And then
1: other than that, it's giving the only appearances are Real Housewives. So not sure what we were supposed to refer to, Miss Hampton. But nevertheless, I'm a I'm a fan. I support you, girl.
0: No, me me as well. And I feel like when you're on reality t- television, you create a character that's sometimes bigger than life, right? Like Marlo could be on any scripted television as herself, okay? Very much, like you said, a very, like a, the Nini model. Like she's larger than life at this point. And, you know, we know Marlo. We recognize her. She's been on our TV screens for at least a decade at this point, so I'm here for it. I'm gonna just stay tuned. I, I'm, a, I'm a favorite her um, IMDb profile in case there are any updates because we gotta stay tuned on that.
1: Okay, stay tuned to Miss Hampton Chad. Yeah. So then, honey, next we get to Miss Candy Burris Tucker's office where all the bags are collected, and we are get an inside scoop inside peek into her and her agent's discussion and we find out that, honey, the tickets are finally selling on the Broadway show, champ. The ticket sales are up. Okay. Do not get it twisted, honey. And then we also hear that Candy is booked on some other projects in which, you know me, I had to Google what a la carte is because I'm like, who are you auditioning for? What is the program? Da-da-da. Right. Bitch, tell me why it's a new dramedy starring Candy, Kelly Price, and none other than, hey, Professor Ogilvy! Uh-uh!
0: (laughs) not stanley honey stanley ogilvy i love me some stanley ogilvy though i love the parkers i love stanley ogilvy well honey you might have to see this with candy i would tune in question mark i think i
1: would don't tell nobody though honey i think i would too so i ain't hating i'm just curious one
0: thing i just have to say Candy Burris, Tucker. Sorry, don't forget the Tucker. With all these impending bags that you are securing left, right, and center, we applaud, okay? But can we please get an update to that office decor? It is just baby blue walls with black frames up on the walls and then the bubblegum pink furniture.
1: I'm convinced that no matter how big the bags get and how big the success is, Candy's taste will always be Candy's taste. And you know what? That is okay. She loves a little bit of ghetto fab, but she embraces it. She is her. It's all her. She doesn't try to fake the funk. So I've just decided just to accept her for who she is because I've tried to pray. I've tried to send her positive energy, send her recommendations even through the DMs. Honey, She's ain't picking nothing up. So let's just leave her and her bags and her bougietto vibes to herself, okay?
0: It was the tufted pink latex bubblegum couches for me and it's like every time it's like i erase from my memory like the eyesore that is like her office and sometimes her home and then once we're there i'm like oh it's like all over again like oh my eyes like i cannot deal i will say candy Burris tucker if you get that egot if you secure the emmy we already got the grammy the oscar Mm. and the tony Girl, you can have as many bubblegum pink couches as you want, honey. I'm going to buy one for my house.
1: But honestly, honestly, if you think about it, though, it's for sure doable. Like, she went she went all the way from A, mom, a Mother's Love to Broadway. She's already been acting in, in um, The Shy, which is my show, honey. And she wasn't bad. She's been pretty good. And to her point, I feel like her acting has tracked and gotten better as she's gotten more roles and opportunities. So
0: That would be truly iconic. An Oscar? miss candy burris uh tucker
1: i for sure see her at least getting close to the egot especially between her investments her production credits her writing credits like candy that's nothing but a piece of cake for you so honey you got my support you have the support of brk go get that e got girl and then come over here and talk to us about it okay
0: oh have got the exclusive interview that e got interview
1: honey now while we in the Bubblegum factory <laughs> <laughs>
0: BGF <laughs> Honey,
1: we get a cute little inside scoop of Todd and he him feeling left out and about this new project that he's working on, Socialize, where he apparently left Candy off and didn't want her to produce because he is feeling overshadowed. Honey, what were your thoughts about
0: that? So let's talk about it because I have personally never worked with a partner, whether it be, you know, a personal business or just like a corporate setting. So it's a very interesting topic. It seems as though he's extremely frustrated. Extremely might be a heavy word, but he is frustrated and voicing his frustrations about Candy. Is, I mean, this is point blank. Candy is the star out of the two, right? And her name is extremely recognizable. She has decades. Decades of history in this industry and proven success. I mean, the track record is, is green lit, right? And so I understand, like, where does he fit into that big brand of Candy Burris Tucker with the, the asterisk with the Tucker kind of on the side to the left a little bit, uh, but really Candy Burris. But Tucker a little bit, a little bit like dot 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 Tucker. So, and you know, from Todd's perspective, he has years of experience in this game as well. I mean, when they met, he was working on the Real Housewives franchise as either producer, camera operator. Something behind the scenes. And what he said was there are certain initiatives that, of course, when they work together on it, I'm sure there's notoriety because Candy's name is attached. But in that same breath, his name, he feels like his name and his his credit is therefore erased or diminished. And I see his point. I mean, should he leave or exclude his wife on this socialized project? That seems pretty extreme. But I mean, shit, Todd, if you want to chase a bag, go out there and chase the bag. Nobody is stopping you. I don't think it's right to leave Candy off but I do see where he's coming from because again navigating that personal professional life together is tricky. What do you think?
1: I agree. I think it goes back to my point last week of if Todd feels like he wants to you know pick up something or want more credits or more experiences like he can do that on his own. He does not need Candy's you know go ahead or approval to work on projects and I understand Candy's perspective because it's like okay you're leaving me off because you feel like I'm overshadowing you but for one that's something that I can't control like candy can't help that she's been in this business since the 90s she can't help that she's an artist first right so she's the face of a brand first and she's not behind the scenes whereas Todd's history and his expertise is behind the scenes is in production which is great but build that up then build on that develop some more productions that are just Todd Tucker productions like don't blame someone else because your success isn't where they are at even if that's your wife or your partner Like, you can't blame her for that. So instead of, you know, pointing at Candy and like, oh, you're too popular. I need something from me. You still use that because it's still your wife. You're still Candy's husband, period. She's still gonna have more credibility than you and more notoriety. So use that, but still also get your own side projects that has nothing to do with Candy. So then that way you're having multiple, not only streams of income, but also multiple streams of exposure.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Would you ever work with a partner... In that capacity whether it be boyfriend husband anything in between like would you merge those two parts of your life
1: honestly my answer is yes just simply because I know the type of person that I am like I'm very good at separating business I work with my friends a lot between straight creates and even during my like day job and so it works for me but I also know boundaries I know limitations like I'm not going to be calling you in the middle of the night to talk about work and if we're having a conversation and I know that like you're stressed about something else or we're talking about something else I'm not going to go back to work and add more stress to that I'm going to make sure that the environment or the space is is good to receive that and we can then have that conversation And then when it comes to, you know, I guess like notoriety or compensation or things of that nature, no matter who, if you're working with family member, friend, what have you, business is business. And so if, you know, you have to have a discussion that may be a tense discussion or may, you know, make someone feel uncomfortable, then both parties just have to recognize that business is business. And so if I'm having to come to you and say, hey, I can't pay you because you're not doing your job, or I need more out of you, that's no, no, nothing personal. It's just business. We have a business agreement. And so it is tricky, but for me, because I know how to have those conversations without it being awkward or anyone feeling attacked, I tend to be able to manage those. But it's a hard thing to do, and it's not easy. And it's one of those things where I still consider you know, my relationships before I open that door because, you know, I have family members that I love to death, but I would not trust them with my business. And that's no shade. It's just you have not proven to be trustworthy. And so you just have to be honest with your relationships and recognizing, do I know this person? Can I trust this person to be able to have this type of relationship with?
0: Yeah. I mean, to your point, that's exactly how like family businesses are birthed, right? Like extending kind of, you know, the business and the wealth to your family versus outside the family. That's honestly a goal, right? We want to be able to grow financially for the legacy Etc. So, I mean, there are hurdles. It's not the easiest to navigate kind of those different types of relationships, but it's possible. Um, and I was going to say that, you know, Todd is also complaining about the bedroom. So maybe if, you know, Candy just strokes that ego a little bit, both literally, figuratively, metaphorically, you know, Mm. ego by Beyonce. We've all heard the song. Maybe if Candy just, you know, strokes that ego a little bit, maybe he'll have less to say about the businesses child
1: honey make them feel good a little bit about themselves.
0: just make them feel good mm-hmm. just you know you know men are easy child
1: so simple minded <laughs> it's crazy
0: oh my gosh i'm weak
1: so honey then next we go to miss drew Sedora, child, she's at the bookstore honestly when i first saw i thought she was a police officer with a black hat but nonetheless
0: i also did not love that piece but i'll forgive her for that one
1: she's done good thus far we can give her one bad look it's okay But then we're revisiting the assistant and,
0: honey, he's actually there. And what are your thoughts on him? Because he's a little bit annoying to me. He's extremely annoying. Like, he's like a fan. Like, you know, go away. But what I will say, that scene had me thinking like, you know, when we take a look back at Sheree's past patterns about the headlines, her not uh, paying her contractors, um, event planners. We remember that blow up back in season two, maybe, when she was, you know, damn, all of that with old dude. The wheel started to turn a little bit. I'm like, wait, could he be telling the truth? I mean, do not crucify me, Sheree, please. But I will say the way that scene was put together, they were kiki then we saw the, the screenshots of the headlines, boom, boom, one after another, after another. I said, wait. Maybe there is some credibility to this mystery assistant. I don't know.
1: I mean, proof is in the pudding, and where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'll take you back even a little further to when um, our good sis Fei Esquire was representing her during the Bob situation. And it was the day before something was supposed to be filed, and Miss Whitfield had not sent off any check to the office and so that does i mean you know they say that she barters we talk about it a little bit later on as well so she loves a barter maybe, maybe there's other she, she loves, loves a barter. barter a lot of people love a barter Ooh, but anyway
0: no shade no shade
1: oh <laughs> uh, but maybe, but maybe you know it's one of those things where like she just chooses who she wants to pay or not. And girl, that is not good for business.
0: Maybe in her mind, how she defines a service rendered is not how we all define a service. You know, like maybe if like, but that's the thing I just don't understand. Cause I feel like all of those types of agreements are agreed upon first, right? Like yeah. maybe if you have a 30 minute conversation with her, that's added to, you know, as a line item for the bill, like consultation, extra charge. I don't know.
1: Or if she's not considering prep work or what have you to be, part of the job but it's like girl if someone is prepping and they've signed a contract and they're making having meetings and stuff that's hard cost on labor so you got to pay them something
0: and i'm not gonna lie i could see Sheree saying like you know going back and forth with someone about again how she defines services rendered versus how a small business owner or an assistant defines it so i mean i let's just say that scene did a good job of planting that question mark in my mind on whether or not this guy is just a fan and like aggravatingly like on our television screens and like just here to stir up kind of that surface level drama or if there is some truth to be sourced there because (sighs) sheree i don't know
1: honey poor sheree but we'll get back into her a little bit later while drew is at the bookstore
0: with the assistant Honey, Sonya calls and Sis gets in a wreck with an 18-wheeler. That was so scary. Yeah, I mean, and then she drops everything and goes to pick her up. We we later learn that her husband is out of town. Drew really steps in there for her, which... It's interesting. It seems like they do have like more of an organic relationship or friendship, which I like. I like seeing things that, I mean, obviously like clearly there was a camera crew. Clearly she was mic'd. like, clearly there was some level of like scripted to that moment, but it seemed genuine and authentic. So I like having those kind of like surprise moments of, you know, okay, maybe these women do have some sort of friendship beyond just, them being co-workers so
1: yeah i imagine it was probably a film day for all the girls and it just so happened that on science day she gets in a wreck and it's like oh let me call drew because she's also filming type situation
0: makes sense the production schedule if you will
1: mm-hmm. honey you know that's the producer in me thinking
0: oh drake creates
1: yes and so honey real quick we get to sign house and our Ooh. fine man is back Ooh. mr Rocks.
0: Uh, love aaron ross aka ross
1: oh wait pause his first name is aaron
0: mm-hmm. you know the last name is ross but they call him ross
1: oh duh your... richards ross oh. yeah
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> he's so handsome you know
0: i done my research
1: honey he's a handsome man to research on
0: listen it's the smile it's the nice haircut it's the lovingness towards his wife and his son and the family he wants to grow the fit fa- like he just seems like a well-rounded husband house husband if you will he seems super genuine he's not trying to like have a peach of his own per se but he's there to support his wife and i am just vibing with ross
1: yeah he's also really chill and we hear that he has a transportation business
0: honey get into ross elite chauffeur Honey,
1: I am not mad at that because see this is a man. He worked hard. He was a football player. And now he's
0: investing in his boot. Super Bowls. Oh, you you missed you missed the Super Bowl rings in there too somewhere. Oh, uh-huh. oh, oh. Okay. Sorry, sorry.
1: Can't forget the Super Bowl rings. We have Super Bowl rings with his wife's medals. Respect. Then Respect. he retires, has businesses, you know, stay at home dad, real chilling with his wife and her family. Just respectful quiet soft-spoken but very solid in his manhood
0: honey that's
1: a good man i love that for sanya because she seems like a good woman
0: yeah no their love seems so pure i mean i've like fawned over their whole love story <laughs> several times on this podcast and we only on the fourth episode but um i just love the fact that there were sweethearts in college they're both athletes i just ugh the respectability the aspiration <clears throat> anyone out there, Uh, the aspiration, that's what I want, you know, just like a really pure, genuine love. So I'm here for Ross.
1: Yeah, same. Honey, so where did we get towards the end of this episode? Because you know, things get crazy.
0: We had the event of a lifetime at the end of this episode.
1: At a three-year-old birthday party.
0: At a three-year-old birthday party of all places.
1: Mm -hmm. So we see,
0: you know, the event has come together with that ten dollars to $15,000 sticker price right there.
1: Don't forget that.
0: Don't forget that, okay? And I will say that ten dollars to $15,000 went, went a long way. The decor was super cute. There was beautiful signage and photos of Brooklyn everywhere. I mean, say what you want about Kenya Moore, but one thing is for sure, she loves her daughter. She seems like she's an excellent mom. Um, You know, she waited a long time for her miracle baby, as she calls her. And, you know, it, I just just love those scenes with, with her, between her and Brooklyn, just warm my heart because it's the purest, probably short of, you know, maybe her, her father or some of her kind of extended family, her cousin, I think we've seen in the past, her aunt, Aunt Lori. Um, Outside of of those family members, this is probably the only real unconditional love that she has in her life, since we know that the relationship marriage to Mark Daly has since passed. So I love seeing this side of Kenya. And I feel her whenever that moment comes for me, you know, when I'm a mother one day in the uh, far, 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 far future, I wanna be like that. I wanna be the type of mom that just spoils and loves all my children. So it seems like it's a beautiful party. Where I'm gonna start is how are the ladies hours late? to a child's birthday party. That I didn't understand. It's
1: honestly, it's so upsetting. Like for one, I agree. Kenya has a great relationship with her daughter. She seems to really be happy, really in love, focused on her, which is beautiful. She's put this together for the kids. Knowing darn well it's going to be a three-year-old birthday party. All of them are late except for Sheree, And Sheree is the only one that doesn't have little kids. So Sheree just being there is just like, hey. Right. And all the actual mothers with kids are all late. Like, girl,
0: y'all don't know what time is.
1: And then Candy came right before Brooklyn did.
0: I know. That was honestly like, okay. it's. I understand if you're getting drinks with the girls and you running late. Happens to me all the time. <laughs> Shame on me. But... A child's br- listen, it just did the math wasn't mathing math in my head, so I really didn't understand that.
1: Do better, ladies. Let me ask you this what were your thoughts on Drew's outfit complimenting Kenya's outfit from seasons <sighs> ago? I mean, it was quite literally the same outfit, same belt, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with Ken?
0: I don't understand why, like, I just, okay, Drew, okay, we're we're upcycling, we're doing better, we're, you know, the pieces, the fashions, we're doing, we're trying, we're trying, but it's a beautiful dress nonetheless, but it's like, how did no one on your team, I mean, how did you not, I mean, I I don't know that it was intentional, it just seemed like messy, like a messy, like, slip up.
1: I almost feel like it was intentional. You think? Yeah, because Drew's face, when she calls it out, she was just like, I Yes, oh my god, I'm on theme, is what she said. But before she said, I'm on theme, she was like, I know. Like, as if, to me, I took it as her about to say, I know this is your same outfit. I don't know, it just seems like I could see Drew being like, oh, in order to be friends, friendly with Kenya, I'm going to pay homage to her. And it could either be on a try-to-be-her-friend tip, or it could be on a shady tip who wore it better. Either way, I think it was done intentionally, for sure. What are the odds of that same, is that dress that same sparkly belt? Girl, come on
0: weird like why <laughs> sometimes drew okay we, we're gonna get into drew and in, you know real deep in a second but it, it, it feels like gimmicky like i don't know it's just like is that something you would do like normally outside of the show if so like that's kind of odd if it was intentional which now that i hear your points just because it's Drew Sador, i could see her making that choice which is A weird one.
1: This is the same housewife who last season brought a cassette tape and a boom box with no receipts. Was it the prophet? It was with the prophet.
0: Latoya was trying to (laughs) seduce the prophet. Exactly. And everyone's just looking like, what? Question mark? Yeah. So actually, I stand corrected. I'm going to, I'm switching sides. Yes, that was intentional. And it it was a weird choice. So when the party finally starts, we see Brooklyn walk in with nothing but a Chanel. (laughs) A cute little Chanel perched on her shoulder to go with her tea party aesthetic look. Fabulous. One word, three syllables, fabulous. I mean, you gotta start them young, right?
1: Honey, Kenya and Mark may not have been shit for husband and wife but that baby is quite literally one of the most adorable babies I've ever seen in my life I mean her skin is so pretty her hair she's just so adorable and her personality even like she seems to be talkative I mean she was a little shy but she was playing with all the kids and she was taking the photos and posing like it's my birthday Honey, I want to be Brooklyn when I grow up, okay?
0: No, same. I mean, the Chanel alone, it's the Chanel at three. Okay. Honey, should we get into the tea time? Yes. Before we do, I will say the Brooklyn trivia game was so cute. I'm definitely going to steal that idea one day. It was (laughs) cute. I mean, it was in theory like having like a kid's area and then an adult area because obviously the moms would come right and hang around and obviously good opportunity to film but i thought the brooklyn trivia game was so cute i'm definitely gonna steal that idea whenever that day comes and yeah who's got the best tea what was it what's the best tea who got the tea spill the tea
1: whatever it was i still don't understand why they did it at a three-year-old birthday party but <laughs> kenya more ladies and gentlemen with the drama always
0: i don't I was right there like this watching who got the best tea. Let's go through the tea.
1: Tune in. So first things first. The Karen of the
0: Tea Time was not having it. At all. What got me was that at the beginning, she wanted that vooove. She did. Honestly, it was interesting. She was giving off like a different vibe. And then once the ladies start to pop off with, which they do, she just was not with it. And honey, we did, we did call it out from that trailer. The, you know, the Karens were Karening at the party. And Marlo made it very explicitly clear. See, that's why you can't invite the white girls, honey. They don't, they don't know what to expect. And it was super cute how she did that. And I think there was one kind of sitting next to her and she just was kiki Because that's how I would be. I don't care. You know, my kid is three. He he or she is not going to remember what the heck was discussed. Even the next day, like, it it was pure entertainment. If I'm invited to... A child's birthday with the lovely ladies of real housewives of atlanta they can do whatever they want at that event i'm gonna be right there catching all the tea
1: because you know what to expect yes you know they're gonna bring the drama like you know they're gonna be extra you know they're gonna be antics so don't be surprised karen so
0: some of the tea that was spilled first of all and this is what had us on a cliffhanger from the trailer candy sucking dick in a locker room
1: Honey, I think Sheree said that.
0: I was so confused. I was like, how come no one fessed up? I was like, is that a producer plan? Like, what is, like, it was so random. I don't know. It, I mean, actually, now that you say that, going to the confessional with Sheree, it seems like mm-hmm. she was hinting at I mean, you suck dick everyb- everywhere else. Why wouldn't you do it in the locker room? So you're right. That could have been Sheree, but why did she fess up? I, Because Sheree never, Sheree is always just a bone collector. She just wants
1: to keep the conversation going. She said she didn't say it. So maybe she didn't, but I find it hard to believe that one of the randoms would have said that. So that's why I feel like it had to be one of the girls. So it was mm-hmm. either one of the girls or a producer. And I feel like it was too vulgar for it to be a producer. Yeah. So it's given for me, Sheree. just wrote it just or or kenya wrote it to start some shit
0: yeah i was like it was it was funny i was like okay it's the best way to kind of kick off the game i you know just like a ridiculous ludicrous kind of salacious allegation that candy was like well hold on now she said never in her life i mean she covered all the bases from this point into however old she is 46 around there um she has never and we know candy's not a liar so i mean whoever popped it in there was just being pure plain messy
1: yeah i feel like if candy would have did it she would have said yeah i did in the locker room so what but she didn't so whatever honey but that tea did kick off some real tea mm. as we get into apparently lisa ray's range rover versus marlo's used Rolls royce
0: i mean that was just funny like she rented the lisa ray's range rover i guess because kenya couldn't afford her own or something like that i was just literally laughing through that tea like it was just hilarious the way they were going back and forth the used rolls royce whether it was used or brand new fresh off the lot depending who you ask is will determine what answer you get to those questions
1: Literally, they're like nitpicking, like, well, you
0: had this, well, you had that. I'm like, can y'all just
1: shut up and stop trying to fake a beef? Because yeah, that's all Yeah, no, how it is. you're right.
0: It's kind of a stepping stone to creating this kind of, I think, the, the boil over that we'll see between Marlo and Kenya eventually throughout the season. So again, uh, just laughing through it. I was like, it's hilarious. Whether or not the Rolls Royce was rented, used, or brand new, that's another Rolls Royce that I don't own. So either way, I'm just perched for the team. For these ladies.
1: I'll take whatever Royce I can get.
0: Listen. Not whatever Royce.
1: <laughs> Rolling, I mean, standing still, whatever you got. Not the
0: sta- honey, the stationary
1: Royce. still, Royce. As a long Steel as the Royce.
0: Royce is in there, hey, listen, I, I I same.
1: Okay. Honey, and sure enough, during this this tea time, the assistant peeks on through. Drew threw it in the box.
0: For those uh, listeners who can't see me, I am just chef kissing at this moment. I mean, excellent execution of dropping that tea and the back and forth and what came from that initial kind of heated discussion between those two women. Just, I was purely entertained. I mean,
1: excellent. It was so good. I mean, we even get a bomb drop of the potentiality of Raph being one of the girls.
0: Okay. So let's dissect that a little bit. So we see that Drew dropped the T about uh, Sheree not paying her assistant. Perfect execution. That's exactly what we wanted to to discuss in this scene. Drew fesses up and says, listen, this is what I've heard. Da 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 da. Like, let me bring it to your front door in the setting. Sheree continues to, first of all, she's starting to collect edges quick from uh, Drew because Drew and Sheree, let, let's not forget, they don't have history. Whenever Drew came on last year, Sheree was not a housewife. She wasn't a cast member. So this is their first interaction as castmates. So Sheree had to let her know very quickly, listen.
1: <laughs> I am not the one.
0: I am not the one, which I love. And then what we see is a sideline character who is Sheree's friend, drops the tea that this same assistant was gossiping or has spread rumors that Drew's husband Ralph is gay?
1: And what got me is that when the tea was dropped, Drew missed it completely that her assistant said it.
0: Also, did you catch Sheree? Trying to shush the friend, so she's like, shh, 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 sh- sh, like, like you know, which was interesting. So maybe is it because Sheree wanted to kind of keep that locked and loaded, and boom, drop the bomb in another scene or another opportunity, or maybe if we give Sheree some credit, she didn't want to bring up those rumors because you know that's real messy. It's one thing to say you don't pay your assistant; it's another thing to say that the husband is gay. At least the rumors what the streets are saying. I again. I was living for, and so I think what's really in question or what the ladies are going back and forth about is, well, if you heard this, why did you go talk about it to the rest of the ladies instead of bringing it directly to me? I think that's what both sides were arguing, whether it was, you don't pay your assistance or your husband is gay, allegedly um so I think that's really what they were arguing about but for me again it was just brilliant execution I mean the reading back and forth it was just I was purely entertained
1: I mean it really did get heated and it's one of those things where like okay one clearly the assistant is being messy because either he definitely said all these things for clout or the ladies are making it up and I highly doubt the ladies are making it up because it tends to always be an assistant or a bone collector of some kind an outside source and so I'm curious to see like how because they have to ring it at this point because now it's like you're telling not only sharae's business but also drew's business and also to backtrack who was drew referring to when she was like he's on probation was she talking about the assistant
0: yes the assistant and candy said probation oh my god that scene was so good and what i will say as well is initially like i had mentioned earlier in the podcast i was like you know kind of dismissing this as like service level drama from like a who's unrelated it doesn't make sense like it's just like that type of drama that they want to stir but there's nothing to like the pot's empty there's nothing to stir but when she brought in the allegation that the streets say this, this, this about Ralph. I said, oh, okay. We need to keep this this drama going. We need to keep this storyline moving. Now we need to see the assistant on screen, Drew confronting him, Sheree in the room. Like we need to see that Ponderosa. We definitely, now I'm interested. Mm-hmm, now I'm locked honey. in on that one because receipts, like we need to see it all.
1: Honey, we'll see. I know this isn't the end of that beef because towards the end, Drew was definitely antagonizing <sighs> with the hand oh all in gosh. the face, blah, 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 which I was not a fan of because I don't play with this. Like, this is my personal space. You don't do that. And you know, Candy don't play with that either, honey. And
0: it was, again, it's just like, it's odd. Like, it was very not needed. Like, I understand that the very, that very, like, after they, you know, took their pictures, it was like a, you know, shade back and forth. But this so uncalled, like it goes back to just why Drew? I don't really understand like, again, are you performing for the, kid? Ca- like it just seems like, why would you choose, like and you're not gonna sit here and fight Sheree, so why would you antagonize her in that way? And Candy said, don't you know she got a mean right hook? I mean loved it. And, and Candy mentioned at the end while they're trying to you know, kind of wrap things up, resolve everything She's like, well I still don't know who said the sucking dick in the locker room about me so I'm mad too. I just loved it. I love that scene. It was purely purely entertaining and left us on a cliff a little bit on what's to come on those specific rumors
1: they definitely left us on a cliff we don't know what's going to happen between Sheree and drew we don't know if this marlo and kenya beef where that's gonna go and we also don't know about drew and ralph we also hear that he's sleeping in another room from a flashback that we see like there's a lot of unanswered questions. So I'm curious to see where we're going. We're still building towards something. I can feel it. That's how all these filler episodes are. I think this is just another one of those as well.
0: Honey, I'm tuned in
1: as we always are.
0: I'm all the way tuned in. We see that the ladies and their husbands uh, will be traveling to New York on next week's episode for um, Candy's Play. We're continuing to progress. Our teacups continue to be filled and just more and more to kiki about so i'm just again locked and ready to go
1: locked and loaded well before we go girl honey who are you giving peach of the week to
0: my peach of the week my precious peach of the week uh my prime precious peach of the week is going to go to drum roll (laughs) Miss Candy Burris Tucker um, for several reasons and uh, the first reason being that we see again the bags are being collected the bags are being cashed we see that you know her professional life is continuing to flourish which you know just sets her up as that dynamic mom wife woman that you can really just kind of chase your dreams and, and have that family life that that you want it's aspirational it's realistic and I mean that EGOT like I said I'm rooting for the EGOT if we get there is going to be a celebration on the pod. The BRK pod will take a BRK with candy because much deserved. And the challenges in their relationship, in their marriage, again back to my previous point the professional is flourishing and it's difficult, right? It's, it's, you can't have it all, but it's, no one said it's, no one says it's easy to balance that personal and professional and to make sure you're showing up as a mom, you're showing up as a wife and you're showing up as a career woman. And, you know, Candy really does it effortlessly. She does what she needs to do. She shows up um, in her life and, in in many different ways. And like I said, it's, it's just really inspirational and refreshing to see. So for my peach of the week, it's going directly to Candy's bank account.
1: I love that honey Like. You need anymore
0: cha-ching!
1: honey cha-ching. <laughs> my feature of the week this week is going to an od but a goodie
0: oh break it down
1: miss Sheree whitfield honey because you know what Sheree took a break she took a step back she's been doing her own thing in her own world off camera and when she came back you know a lot of people were second guessing like why are they bringing Sheree back what is she gonna bring to the table Sheree doesn't have anything interesting fun entertaining to give but honey let's be clear because Sheree will always be miss Sheree. who gonna check me boo Whitfield okay at all times she came in. she was like look I'm gonna respect Kenya and her daughter's party I'm not gonna bring it up to Drew but Drew brought it up so she's like okay since you want to bring it up I'm gonna tell you about yourself and she went in she was like I got all this tea I got like who you talking to talking all her shit and I feel like this is not the last we're gonna see of Sheree bringing out the big guns because Sheree does not play let's not forget this is the same woman who tugged Kim's wig on national television so it's only a matter of time before before the true boxing gloves come out and so i'm trying to get on Sheree whitfield's good side because you know she a bone collector, you know she loves to bring the tea and i ain't got time for her to tell none of my tea so my peach of the week is miss Sheree whitfield who do y'all think should be the peach of the week this week should it be miss candy burris tucker or should it be miss Sheree whitfield comment on our instagram and join the conversation because i want to know who y'all think anywho this was fun i had a blast kicking with you this week and i'm looking forward to next week what about you
0: i am so looking forward to next week in fact i wish i had a time machine Mm -mm. to jump to next sunday to get all of the updated tea on what we were left hanging from this episode and yeah i'm excited to take a brk and kiki with you aj and our listeners on what's to come
1: yes same so until then Make sure you subscribe, support BRK, follow us on Instagram at BRKpod. And we'll be back next week with our next episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta.
0: You don't want to miss it.
1: Bye, Frizz.
0: Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki.
0: Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black Reality gurus.
1: Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all.
0: Bye.